0: Alrighty, welcome and welcome back. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Brian K. James, and I put the mess in the message. I am so excited to have this person on the show today. They're a pop culture commentator, and I cannot wait to get to know them better. Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender or lack thereof in between, join me in welcoming to the show, Zay Yarbrough.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank
0: you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Absolutely. I appreciate you being here. Thank you for taking my call and making some space for me in your calendar.
1: Of course. Of course. Yeah, I'm not
0: I'm not that busy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. Well, what are you most looking forward to from 2023? Um, You know, honestly, I'm just looking for um, just
1: like newfound clarity um, and things that are like currently happening and just like future, future things that's happening. Um, and just like
0: more time with my, um, uh, my friends and my family. Nice. Absolutely. What did you most look forward to leaving behind in 2022? Uh, hmm. I don't even know. I feel like
1: <laughs> uh I feel like just like last minute things. Like I'm really trying to work hard on not procrastinating. Uh trying to work hard on letting go on certain things. Um and like just not, not feeding into anything that's not serving me or like that's not serving a purpose. You know what I mean? Um just finding like just the focus on things that really matter. Um and you know, reciprocating that energy that I'm getting from other people.
0: Absolutely. I love that. So if I were to ask you, who is Bro? What would you say? <laughs> um,
1: Bro is a... Um, definitely like a pop culture... A connoisseur, uh, a nerd at heart, um out, out really also, um, comic book enthusiast, um, and I love being around people. I love going out. Um, yeah, he's just he's that. He's just you know a uh, 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 good energy, always keeping
0: the vibe going. So I think that sums it up. <laughs> I, I hope for sure great description thank you thank you <laughs> where are you from um
1: so i'm, I'm originally from north of virginia shout out to the 757 <laughs> um and yeah i moved to new york in 2020 so like right before the pandemic happened i moved up here and i've been here ever
0: since That's awesome. Okay. Um let's see here. How did your hometown influence you as a person?
1: Uh that's a great question. Honestly, like I I love being from Norfolk. I love growing up there actually. Um I think it instilled a lot of like values that I still hold dear to me. Um, and also like some, it was some other things that I needed to unlearn, um, just growing up in the, like, a, like, in that environment, um, you know, Norfolk isn't really, it's not a small city, it's not like a huge city, um, but it is, I would say people will, people will fight me on this, <laughs> but Norfolk is definitely part of the, like, South Southern culture, um, so like there is a lot of things that are still very much behind or like still playing catch up. Um, so I think growing up, especially as a um, a black gay man and coming out, um, at a young age really taught me a lot. It really showed me people's true colors, people's true uh, feelings towards certain things. Um, and so I think that just helped me realize that I needed to go elsewhere to really flourish. And I'm so happy that I was able to do that. Um, but I don't, uh, there are still very good parts about Norfolk that, um that I still hold true. And when I go back, um and visit those are the parts that I really like to see um especially just with like um community and uh just being kind not, not necessarily the people in New York aren't kind I know people are going to be able to have <laughs> be in their feelings but I feel like there's just some like certain things. when you walk down the street people are saying good morning and stuff like that so it's just it's small things like that and I think also, like the 757 has a lot of creative people. Um, it's a lot of, a lot of creativity just like brewing and being nurtured there. I mean, we already have like you have, look at Missy Elliott, we have Pharrell, you have Teddy Riley, you have Timberland, like those people all came from um, like different parts of like the seven five seven and that, you
0: know, there's very talented people from there. 10 million percent. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so what were your dreams growing up? Um,
1: you know, it's
0: going kind to of flex a little bit. I, I mean,
1: I remember being, like, when I was, like, mad young, I was, like, oh, I want to be this. I want to be that. But I think once I got to, like, high school, I really started, like uh honing in on writing and I was like okay so I think I want to be a writer I didn't want to be like a journalist um and I went to college and that's what I majored in was journalism but I had I had known a little bit about PR but I didn't know a whole lot but I was interested and so I was um when I was in school I had this one teacher shout out to Dr. Kirby um and she really like opened my eyes to the PR world, and that that's when I was like, I want to do PR. Like, and I had seen it already because I had watched The Hills growing up, but like I didn't really, you know, you when you watch something on TV, you don't really understand sometimes what people do, especially when it's not a uh, like a typical career path um and so going to school and being a mentor it really opened my eyes to like okay this is what I want to do I love talking I love meeting people I love networking but I also love writing and being creative um and so that's what I ended up doing I graduated with a degree in journalism but my concentration was PR and that's what I do now I'm a publicist so yeah
0: Nice, I love that. So, talk to me about the moment that you knew that you were talented. <laughs>
1: um, I don't know. I don't know if I had a moment. I guess like uh, I I felt like when i was at my first pr job i was very green very new i mean i'm still am honestly like it's shit that i oops, i don't know if i can cut i'm never cut, but it's still <laughs> stuff oh <okay. laughs> um this stuff that i am still learning but i remember like my first boss was like, Xavier, you're so talented. Like, you're, you're, you, you are very tapped into the culture, which is something that I, 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 I don't hate the phrase. <laughs> I think it's just over, it's overused. Um, so I say it in, in a facetious way because you no know, one's like, oh, you want to be tapped in, you want to be tapped in. And it's like, girl, everybody, like, it's, not, it's not like it's just a very fuzzy kind of phrase, but that was something that he like expressed to me. And he was like, you really are, you know, I think you're in the, the right career field and you're really like meant for this. Um, and also just like my presence on social media, um, on Twitter, I started I've been on Twitter for a long time but I guess like in the last few years is when like my tweets started getting more viral um, attention um, and people start really started looking to me for my commentary on certain things and that was that's been kind of like funny because it's always like I don't think I'm anybody to be really you know Leaning and listening to because I be talking about anything and not to say that I don't have any merit. It's just that like I just be saying any old thing sometimes. But <laughs> um, I, I I feel that some people some people are very like they come up to me and they're like I really love your tweets. I I like your commentary. You're so funny. You're this and you know I really appreciate that honestly because I don't really. I'm not doing it to necessarily, like, make a coin. I'm not doing it to get famous off of it. But I do enjoy, you know, people showing their appreciation. Because I do the same for other people. Like, people that I follow, um, I'm always like, oh, I appreciate you, like, saying this or talking about this. Because sometimes I think that people have these thoughts and they want to say certain things but may not know how to um and to see other people are able to like articulate that really kind of like makes them feel good in a way um, so that's how I feel sometimes I don't know the right words I don't know how to say this but I know my feeling behind it and then when I see other people like actually put in the words I'm always very amazed and appreciative because I'm like okay now I can put language behind this so
0: yeah I totally get that. Period. Oh, I thought I was talking too much. <laughs> Absolutely. This show is designed for you to go on tangents. So for oh, me, the answer, I feel like the better the question is. So I love that. Gotcha. Okay.
1: Period.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so when do you think is the moment that you truly discovered your gift of gab? Because you have a lot of different avenues that your talents play to and when it comes to specifically your commentary purposes when did you know that like oh okay like this is what i need to be focusing on like oh this is something that's popping for me right now
1: um that's a great question i don't necessarily know if i if there was a, a moment um but I did I, I guess like a time period would be probably like 2016 2017 that kind of era was uh, I felt like a lot of things were happening in pop culture music entertainment like just that whole um that's that whole sphere um and that's when just speak to speak to to what I was saying before that's when I started getting that attention in real life excuse me when people would come up to me and be like, hey, I see your tweets, I think you're funny, X, Y, and Z. Um, So that's when I was like, okay, let me lean into these topics that I really um, are, you know, like well-versed in, which is like reality TV, uh, music, um, film and TV, uh, comic books, like those things that I feel like I'm pretty, like that's what people kind of expect from me. Uh, and every now and then I get into my social justice, like, bag uh, for certain things that I feel confident that I know what I'm talking about, um, but I leave, sometimes I leave that to the academia girls
0: because they they, they know exactly what they're talking about, um, but yeah. <laughs> That's... The, so, the social awareness and human rights side of things is kind of where I kind of come into play a little bit, but i just kind of step back because the internet is crazy and i and i care more about my peace, so, so, so yeah
1: no and I, I i told i totally totally get that because honestly i've seen people you know um i've seen people really go through it especially on twitter twitter is the i always say twitter is where uh, nuance goes to die because people yeah. don't People don't really can't really get into like there's sometimes people are so literal on Twitter, like if you don't say exactly what it is, then they're gonna be like, well, you're da da, da da and it's like and I admit, I admit, I am kinda like I can be that way too, especially um if it's just like a blanket statement or you're if it's just not well thought. I, I'm definitely the type of person that's like, okay, girl, what are you talking about? And most times, most time, I will say most times, I'm not wrong or I'm not too far off. Um, and so, but there are some times where people do, I think people are like, okay, girl, you dropped you drop, you drop the gun a little too fast. To give them a little bit more space to explain and kind of break things down. Um, so I totally get that part because
0: social media will let you have it (laughs) okay I totally sucks with that That's, that's awesome so when did you fall in love with reality TV um hmm when um i mean i definitely
1: watched growing up i watched like the hills i watched Kell on earth um those were pretty good i think when i really started really like getting into it was when like real housewives dropped um, it's, it's specifically uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta because I remember watching that with like my mom, and so that was our thing. We would sit down, we would watch Real Housewives, and like it was kind of like a bonding moment um, that we had. And also like when my my grandma was watching it, um, like almost every woman in my family was watching it. And so it became like a, like a topic of like conversation for all of us to like get on the phone or whatever and just like chat about it. Um, and also Real Housewives of Atlanta is iconic. Uh, I mean, one of the best, it's not, I honestly would say it's the best
0: Housewives franchise, honestly. I dig that. So how do you think you would have done if you would have been casted on your favorite reality show? I think I would do I think I would do well I think
1: I think I think I would do I think I would do great honestly Um, I think most people most people would like me Uh, I think of course it would be nobody nobody is always well liked nobody is like universally well liked they're always going to have people that don't vibe with your way of thinking or how you act but like i think for the most part i'd be good because i wouldn't be necessarily the i wouldn't be the confrontational one per se um but i also wouldn't be the one that was anti-antagonizing people like, i wouldn't be the one going out of my way to cause drama or anything like that i might get in trouble for like the faces i made or like being like making funny
0: like shady comments but yeah (laughs) Right. i dig that i dig that so talk to me about geeks of color and how that came together
1: yeah, so um I wrote for Geeks of Color and this is like this was like before I moved to New York. Um and I was I was working at a call center, first of all. Working at a call center. This is after college and I was like, Okay, this is not what I really wanna do, but this is paying the bills or whatever. This is my first like big boy job but I still want to write and make sure, like, I'm still using that muscle. Um, and so I, like, apply to Write for Geese of Color, which is, um, a really, really dope website, uh, with a group of writers that write about, uh, entertainment, uh, movies, TV, uh, um, video games, comics, but mainly, like, focusing on, like, the, the diversity and amplifying, uh, black and POC voices um, in those spaces. Um, so that's what really drew me into because I'm always very like, okay, I like this, but I want to see more black people. Um, and then even take it a step further. I like this, they got black people, but I want to see more black people that's not light-skinned. You know what I'm saying? And like- <laughs>
0: exclamation point.
1: <laughs> and then they take it a step further. It's like, okay, now I want to see black queer people in these projects like uh we just like this is always more work to 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 do um and that and the, um that website geeks of color they write about things like that and they want to make sure they're highlighting and like highlighting that and not only to like call out necessarily when Hollywood isn't getting it right but also to you know highlight when they are getting it right like okay this this project has this, this and this like that's great we're on the right track now you know what I'm saying um so I had uh you know really great time writing with them so
0: okay I did that <laughs> describe your creative process in choosing the subjects that you chose to write about um
1: I usually wrote about things that were very passionate to me. Um, for example, I wrote about a um, one article was about the magical Negro trope. Um, and for people who don't um, know what the magical Negro trope is, it's basically like when you have like a a vast cast of white characters, non-black characters, uh, and you might you 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 might have like two or three prominent black characters. But you all they're always um, there to save the day, to solve the problem, uh, to help the white characters with their character development. But then they're off to the side looking like, okay, I'm still the same. Or just getting the short end of the stick. Um, and that was a very, at the time when I wrote the article, um, that was a very uh, passionate topic uh, for me because... I watched a show called The Vampire Diaries and there's a a character on there, her name is Bonnie and she's like a very powerful witch Um, and she just was constantly getting the short end of the stick of every situation and I'm thinking like, okay all these other characters are going through these great character developments um, and Bonnie is kind of like helping them along the way for this but then she's always stuck at the end Uh, with you know just not the same amount and I was kind of I was fed up like and I still see it happen like today but like at that time I was like very fed up about it because I love TV I'm very passionate about TV I'm like the one that be invested in the characters so I'm like y'all need to help my girl out (laughs)
0: absolutely (laughs) love that Absolutely freaking love that. <laughs> I loved your off I loved your 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 magical character um piece. I loved the piece about celebrating um black characters in anime. Oh yes, yes. I went to cause I kinda went on like a freakish likely extensive binge recently because I um, am going to have the opportunity to do some cosplay. Um, Oh, nice. Yeah, thank you. I am going to finally have the opportunity to do it. And I really specifically wanted to do Black comic book characters, right? Do like Black characters or like a Black anime character, a Black comic book character. And the fact that it took me more than 30 seconds to think of one was a problem for me. So yeah. I went on an extensive dive, and I was like, 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 where's the black people? <laughs> then I, then to your point of like going deeper, then I was like, where's the black characters with natural hair? So then mm-hmm. I went on black anime characters with, with with dreadlocks. It just went on a whole dive for me. Um, but we, but we found some characters. Shout out to Bishop. Shout out to Dreadlocks, the the actual character. Um, but that piece was like it really spoke to how i was feeling for like that week and a half i was like damn it (laughs) i was like what is that oh my goodness no i
1: i definitely feel you i mean it's definitely a, a thing especially anime like anime is even um you, I will say i, I always like i say i always want to like highlight when people, like when things are going the right direction and so I have been seeing more black anime characters which I'm happy to see but I think we should we, we could have more um and even when I was doing that article it took me a while to like remember like every i watch a lot of anime and you know sometimes when you watch an anime it's not always it's not as like you're looking for those certain things so it's not as a, apparent but i was like damn was, like who are those black characters and i was like okay this is one this is one this is one this is one but uh i'm happy i'm like super i'm actually like super excited for you to do like the cosplay and i'm happy that like my article Helps with like you know just getting those ideas of like who to who to be because uh i love cosplay i think cosplay is so amazing i think it's an art form um when people really like in it they are like it's, it's amazing i went to uh new york comic con a few years ago um and the time and effort that people put into like their their outfits the costumes and the makeup um, it's, it's truly fantastic, honestly.
0: Absolutely. I fucking love that. And shout out to Yudorichi because she yes.
1: is. Yes, she is.
0: Period. <laughs> like, woo. Okay. Now, for you, what has been the most impactful moment in pop culture to you personally in the last 10 years?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um
0: uh,
1: most impactful hmm uh I don't know you know what I will say um I think I don't know about necessarily pop culture well it, it is pop culture but also it's a little bit more specific to music but I will say I think that Beyonce dropping self Um that surprise drop really uh, shook the girls up um, it really had people changing their whole um marketing strategies um their their rollouts are different um you know the girls were not just dropping the albums before i would like i like that's a fact like the girls were not we see that more often now where people just like artists just drop their albums um but for that time that was major that was a that was a major thing and you see that like afterwards a lot of people were um you know a lot I keep saying people but a lot of artists started doing that like just doing surprise drops and surprise rollouts and things like that not to the same you know effect and impact as Beyonce but
0: uh I think that really kind of like it shook things up you are not wrong like Uh, That uh, that's really one of those moments that like I can truly say like changed the industry. It was like oh like there was a shift that happened. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like and you felt it. Like it felt real as fuck. It was like oh people ain't gonna be doing music the same after this. Watch and the next thing they called themselves trying to drop a surprise album. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't nobody. Uh,
1: I, I will also. I, I was also thinking about this the other day. Not necessarily. Uh, I will say it is a moment, but also more so. Like I think Tumblr. I think Tumblr itself was a a really big thing. Um, I, I, I say that because I see a lot of like there's a lot of similarities to to some of the stuff that like we we kind of do on other social apps that. Kind of was like burst on Tumblr, uh, like for example, I think like Pinterest, like Tumblr was like the first kind of like mood boards, in my opinion. Like people would go on there, get inspired, and then start doing their own thing, or they they would literally just post their stuff and go. Like they're just posting how they feeling, uh, outfits, things like that, photography, um, and not I'm not necessarily really worried about like likes and worried about uh like being hyper visible um and a lot of great music that came from Tumblr like people were dropping music on Tumblr like Janaiqo uh you had like Frank Ocean um uh, the whole uh future Tile creator uh um Isaiah Banks like those like those girls
0: were that that was pretty pretty big especially for me at least <laughs> absolutely like the lonnie bro collection changed my fucking life bro like yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, like the first time i heard scared of love on that on that on that uh body of work scared of beautiful ah uh, grow up children go go get some culture yeah, <laughs> it, it
1: really was a. It really was.
0: You had to be there, kind of moment. That was the definition of like, if you know, you know. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Yes, God. Like before, Chris Brown was dropping albums with like thirty-five songs on it. It was Lonnie, bro. Like you, hoes had to be there. <laughs> 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 now shifting to reality TV a little bit. What are your thoughts about the increase of inclusion but the lack of social awareness when it comes to black people in reality television? Um I think I think it
1: is like I said before, like it's great that we are getting more black, you know, black voices, um, black people. In these franchises, um, but there's still a lot of work to be got, to be done, especially on social awareness. Um, and also, like I, ca- I caveat with saying, like there there are some people who are going to be like, "Well, it's reality TV," and I'm not looking for that, which is fa- I think is completely fair. I think I think it is. I think it depends on how you look at reality TV and its impact some people just look at reality TV and it's like, this is just entertainment. I'm just watching this, but it's not that, it's not that serious to me. Um, do you have some people who are looking at it through like a more, I would say a critical lens. Um, and it's like, you have these people, um, on this show getting millions of viewers. Um, and it's actually, is making a, 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 a bigger impact, um, outside of that more than, you know, um, Especially when those conversations go from the show onto an online forum, so you have people on IG talking, like you know, um, like the blogs take uh, clips, they post them on IG. You have uh, people in the comments having commentary, going back and forth. They're doing the same thing on Twitter, having this whole like commentary, having whole discussions about serious issues. Um, especially like colorism racism uh sexual assault sexual misconduct uh mental health uh regular health like especially in black women um so i think it it really does like you have to it depends on the it depends on the type of person you are and how you're consuming um, this type of media. Uh, I am on the person I'm on the more of the this is kind of this is making a bigger impact um, than than just like the the show. like this these are having some they're having some real conversations and there are real issues that are going on on these shows like for example, mo- most recently is, Uh, Real Housewives of Potomac. They've been having discussions on real issues like colorism, Um, and that's something that affects uh, black people all the time. You know what I'm saying? So it's not, and I won't even say not even just black people. It affects uh, different groups, but uh, specifically black people. It doesn't affect us because um, sometimes people don't understand it and they don't realize it when it's going on, or you know, it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of layers.
0: 10 million percent it's definitely something that i have based a lot of my content around and you know i pretty much built a whole youtube channel around calling out the social awareness and the nuances or lacks thereof when it comes to the ways that people of color are 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 handled within the pop culture space and specifically reality television um and yeah like you bring up the Real Housewives. There's a whole playlist on my YouTube channel called "Racism by Bravo," because mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like Miss Quad says, the people are very busy, and maybe I, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe I hit doing the wrong shit. Yeah, yeah for that- sure. Yeah, ten million percent. Um, in spite of all of the triggering that happens when it comes to reality TV nowadays what are some of your favorite shows that are out right now?
1: Um, are you talking about just reality TV or
0: just shows in general?
1: Um, I'll let you
0: choose.
1: Okay, I'll do a little bit of both. Um, I definitely enjoy, I already said, I, I definitely enjoy Real Housewives of the Potomac, the season, like, recently just wrapped. But, um... I do like watching that. Um I like uh, Real Housewives of the Book, Beverly Hills. Um like last year, that was my that was my shit. Um outside of that, I am watching The Last of Us. Amazing, amazing, amazing show. Um, I recently just uh, started re watching Daria. Um one of my favorite shows. Yeah, one of my favorites so, like if, if somebody was asked what to ask me Um, to give them a list of shows to get to know me better Dario would be on that list I love it Um, um, what else am I watching I'm watching Attack on Titan Um, and I am watching My Hero Academia those are both anime and uh, and Bel-Air I'm watching Bel-Air also so yeah
0: okay nice I dig that thank you Absolutely. So, in your opinion, well, by your definition rather, what would you call an unpopular opinion? <laughs> um, uh, unpopular opinion is, I, I think it's just that,
1: like, not, it's definitely one that sure you know someone's going to be booing you, they're going to be throwing tomatoes. They might <laughs> they might get you like they might pack you up in dimensions or whatever. Like the girl when, that's like when somebody sees it, they are going to have something to say. They're gonna get you're gonna get a
0: reaction out of it. That is so funny. <laughs> okay, so by your own definition, ah! what's <laughs> <laughs> What's been your most unpopular opinion? Um let's see.
1: okay, so this is more in the okay, I think for like the there for anyone that has like watched like Marvel movies, MCU, whatever i'm I'm very much like very into it. um I think Thor Ragnarok, which is like the third Thor movie. I think that is a bad movie, um, and every time I say it, people are they're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you were say that." And I've been I've been saying it for years, so I'm not changing on it. I'm not budgeting. I'm not saying I'm not it's saying there wasn't <laughs> <laughs> very much that. Like, I'm not saying there aren't there are good moments. There are good parts in the movie, but I think overall, it just did something to some of like the main characters that I just did not like and it just wasn't a, it just wasn't a good movie to me it just wasn't and that's one um <laughs> I got a food one which is I, I i think potato salad is disgusting um but yeah, yeah. those are
0: the couple funny <laughs> not, not. <laughs> salad is disgusting
1: who are yeah. you
0: yeah, yeah probably. Potato salad, macaroni salad, all those all all that, that whole yeah. family. See, yeah. you have to get specific on that because I was like, What you got against iceberg lettuce? Like what a <laughs> romaine art salad? <laughs> you know? But then you got specific. It was like chicken salads and potato salads. Okay, now yep. you got attention. You want me back. Yeah, yeah like, like regular regular
1: salads I love. Like a, a chicken Caesar salad. That that is my that's my that's my stuff. Like I love like a, a regular salad, but the potato salad, the chicken salad, the
0: the tuna salad, those got to go. I love you dearly. You are so funny. <laughs> that is so funny. Now, I now as a pop culture commentator, let's get a little more honest. Okay. To you, what's the difference between a controversial public figure and a problematic person, uh, public figure? Let's say a reality um, example, maybe even a housewife. Yes.
1: Um. For example, I will I will say controversial. Controversial would be someone like Kenya Moore. Mm-hmm. I think. Kenya Moore is controversial, Controversial, like, I can't recall anything that was, like, extremely, extremely problematic, to, you know, to the point where she's, like, not on there or something. Um, she just said a lot of, like, vile things. Um, but, you know, uh, problematic would be someone like Saedra. Like, hmm. and probably another unpopular, like, I besides besides what she what she did um with those allegations and the lies to about like candy and that situation i i did enjoy i did enjoy Phaedra on the show i thought she was funny i thought she was super shady i thought it worked i think it, i thought it was like Great for the Real Housewives of Atlanta, um, but that that situation—that situation—is an example of like someone being that's like problematic, and they were right to take her off the show. Um, And I think that she doesn't need to be back on the show, honestly because um, that was like very serious and I think it was it was very it's very dark-sided that's something like very nasty work like why are you why did you do all that? Um, so
0: yeah that's my definition uh, what you say? It's so nasty and so real so <laughs> no for real I,
1: like even when I like even that whole that whole
0: season just feels
1: weird. Um, and that reunion
0: (laughs) that reunion also it just just very yeah those vibes were off no I'm with you the fourth part of that reunion is one of the most impactful moments in reality television that I've ever watched like watching Candy put all of that together in that moment like you accused me of being a fucking rapist, like yo, like that will forever give me chills. Right?
1: No, for like that's and this is exactly, and that's exactly why a lot of people don't want her back because we saw that you know on the reunion and we saw how it was. You know that it's one thing to like spread a rumor. But that, that was, that was pretty,
0: pretty um, nasty. Yeah, that was, that was high key, the absolute most. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Now, as a person of color, do you feel seen, considered, and seen or considered, I'm not even gonna use the word, word protected because i feel like that's pushing it but do you feel seen and considered by the networks and the production companies that create these reality shows or by the greater media in general um i would say yes
1: um in certain aspects i mean like there is sometimes there's so much that I could I can see I, I, I think specifically for like Black Housewives um, I do um, for some of them because I think that even though they've gotten like you know fame money or whatever uh, they some some of them keep it real and I like that like I don't not that I don't care about people who's being like bourgeois or whatever like that's that's the thing but I like people I like the the stars are like just very down to earth and very much, you know, I got money, but I still, you know, I still do like regular things, I guess. I don't know. But I think um, in the greater media, I am seeing more as far as like, uh, especially like uh, with queer, uh, queer people, uh, black queer people, there needs to be way more, uh, like way, way more. But I, I'm, I'm seeing a little, like, you know, speckles here
0: and there. Okay. I dig that. So, where do you see Black representation in media in the next 10 years? Um, I... I'm gonna say I hope to see more,
1: um like more black uh rom-coms uh more like happier stuff which i've i've been seeing um more so i'm happy i think we're i think we're going in the right direction honestly Uh, i think it's all about supporting those shows though i think Like when when there is a uh, predominantly black cast, I think it's our kind of like our duty to go and support and um, uh, watch those things because we can't we can't say like oh we want this we want that and then when things are put out and we don't support and then it's like oh no they did this or would they cancel it now sometimes. Now, sometimes it's not always about ratings um, and things like that, but sometimes it is. So um, I love to see when there's a new show uh, with, like, predominantly Black people and I see the social conversation um, and it's, like, really good and it's, like, taking over, like, Twitter, IG, for example, like, Bel-Air, Harlem on Prime, like, I see those shows getting talked about a lot and I love, love, love to see that. Um, and because I'm I'm even you know it could be like the acting could be a little, you know funny, I'm gonna still probably watch if this is a good plot and some good drama, I will I will still I'm gonna still watch um as support, but there's also like really good stuff out there too and you know, I just would I just want to
0: see more of that and more support, honestly. I dig that, okay. So what's your philosophy? Uh, my philosophy
1: is to stay focused because these niggas don't love you. And that is <laughs> <laughs> uh, um uh yeah, I think that and I feel like another one is like I'm enough. Um. This period after that, like I'm enough. Um, because it's hard. I think it's very hard to, uh, kind of like just keep going sometimes. Because a lot of should be happening. Um, and like for myself, like I like deal with anxiety. I deal with depression, and so those are obstacles that I have to like actively, you know. Uh, like learn and how how can I pivot at certain times when things are getting too much? Um, and thankfully, like I've been able to like go to therapy and you know get those things like kind of in order. But everyone does not have the the same access to therapy. Uh, don't have the same access to those resources. Um, and mental health is very important, and it it, it can be debilitating um, for some people. So. And then you get in your head about things that you probably wouldn't get in your head about. Like, do I have? Why am I working here? Um, I, I don't deserve this job. I don't deserve to go out with this this person. I'm not this enough. I'm not this enough. And it's it's a it's a um, it's something that's at you have to consciously and actively do every single day. It's like, I'm enough and you just sometimes you have to you have to like keep telling yourself like that's where i am like i don't care sometimes i don't care if you see me out and about and i'm happy or i look happy and i'm drinking sometimes i'm dealing with shit at home that like you people would get you know what i'm saying like and that's you have to realize that about a lot of people a lot of people are like going through shit and we're all literally trying to figure it out day by day day by day like nobody has all the answers and if they do please tell them to DM me um, because I would like to know all the answers like this shit is this shit called life is really I don't know child
0: but yeah (laughs) awesome that child that I totally feel you on that cause lord knows child Quaz said it best, child. The people are very busy. <laughs> the people are very busy. And I'm trying to stop talking shit in 2023, but I'm failing miserably, so, you know. <laughs> but, you know, people call it talking shit. I call it acknowledging error. Yeah. I, I just call it, you know, troubleshooting technical difficulties. Um, What keeps you up at night? Um <laughs> Uh
1: I don't know. Cause you know what? I that's one thing about me. Um I be going to sleep. So um if I be up at night, it's usually like um I'm, I'm either thinking about my future or I might like or like either excited slash anxious about it or I'm just dealing with something at, I'm not like dealing with an issue that's like very top of mind to keeps me up at night but I'm usually a person that even even when I'm going through shit sometimes I'm going to sleep as soon as, that, as, soon as my head hits that pillow it's lights out for me
0: <laughs> absolutely love that for you so how are you protecting your peace nowadays
1: um Honestly, just making sure that I'm setting uh, the right boundaries with people, um, even people that I love. um, Spending more time with my friends um, and pouring, like pouring into those people who I see actively show up for me um, when they can, and not give too much energy to people that don't give a fuck about me. I, I think another like, if I could give anybody a piece of advice, like. Whoever it is, whether it be a friend, whether it be um somebody that you like, a crush, something like that. If they're not giving you no attention or they're not treating you right, please pay them dust. It so much energy goes into like, if I keep doing that, uh, maybe things no. If it does, great. Later on, like, but don't let it be that you're 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 actively doing this. Like, move the fuck on. Um, life is too short to be um, expending energy to people who are not reciprocating that. I'm big on reciprocation, uh, and I want other people to be too. Like, It needs to be, everybody needs to be giving 100%. Not a 50-50. I need everybody to give 100%. It don't have to be 100% all the time, right? um because i think that's unrealistic but there needs to be you know there needs to be effort and if people aren't showing you that giving that same effort that you're giving you need to let them go
0: 10 millions of percent (laughs) what would you like your stamp on the culture and the industry to be
1: um, you know, I would like my sense to be uh, someone who gives uh great commentary, fair commentary, um someone who is not necessarily biased or anything like that. Um and just like amplifying uh the good in the industry. Um you know, not harping too much on the negativity or stuff like that. I think, I think uh, things that are not working should be highlighted. But like I said, I just want to amplify the, all the good things that's, that are happening.
0: 10,000. I love that. Okay. So what are you working on now that we should be looking forward to?
1: um you know i am working on um for my like my day job i am working on a super cool campaign um that will be like being revealed pretty soon i can't really give too many details because it's not out to the public yet um but i work with a really cool artist on it and super excited for that to come out for that to drop Um, and also like just being more, getting more out there and doing interviews like this Um, really enjoying that people I'm like like, so appreciative and just very humble about like uh, people wanting like reaching out to me to you know have a forum like this Um, um, truly truly appreciate it Uh, and yeah pretty much just you know catch me on the socials where I'm just talking shit.
0: <laughs> I appreciate you. Your story has been incredible and I truly appreciate it. Is Thank there you. Any- Absolutely. <laughs> Is there anything that you would like to share with my audience and I that I didn't cover in our conversation today?
1: Um. You know, I would just say that Pop culture is is weaved into a lot of the just like culture in general um so i would say like pay pay attention to it because it it, it it shifts um there are some moments that really shift like just everything like not even just pop culture just like tech uh food, uh, clothing, like those things, those things are um, usually guided by pop culture. And also very much remember that black culture um, usually moves that needle also. Uh, A lot of things are influenced as you see our friends. Um, started within the Black community. And I'm going to go even a step further and say that uh, uh, a lot of these things are uh, amplified or started by and or started by uh, Black queer people. Um, So definitely, definitely
0: don't ever forget that. Um, And yeah. (laughs) Absolutely love that. Now, my last question for you before I release you back into the wild. Is (laughs) Is <laughs> that is a hat? Everybody, every time I say that, every guest laughs. I love that because <laughs> it is the is wild. <laughs> I'm telling you, like that's literal. Like I'm not joking when I say release you back into the wild. I'm dead ass. Like the internet crazy crazy' oh yeah. But like, <laughs> um, where can the people find you and everything that you'd like to promote? Yeah, um,
1: you can find me at hood opulence all one word Um, my socials are across it's the same across all platforms because you know brand synergy Um, so hood opulence on twitter hood opulence on ig Um, I don't really I don't have anything on tiktok but if you want to follow me there too it's still hood opulence Um,
0: yeah yeah. (laughs) I love that that's perfect well On that note, children, that has been our show. I appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in to help me to facilitate this conversation. And I want to extend a special, special thank you to my guest, Zay Yarbrough, for blessing the podcast today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. I appreciate you trusting me with your story. It means the world to me. Come back anytime. Will do. Absolutely. Now, with that being said, I want to remind you guys out there to be real, stay in reality, and always, always bring the realness. I am Brian K. James. This has been Real Reality Realness. And until next time, I love every single one of you guys from the bottom of my green heart emoji. Keep the mess in the message. Be useful, but not used. And misbehave yourselves. Peace. Bye, guys. going on everybody brian k james here and i'm so excited to let you know that this podcast is being brought to you in part by outlander media network outlander's mission is to bring you the most exclusive alternative content from across the web from the farthest reaches invading your space we appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in and never want you to forget to embrace your inner outlander I am Brian K. James and this is Real Reality Realness.